It's time. It's time to talk fantasy football. It's time to let them know. Where you let us crunch the numbers while you crush the competition. So grab your playbooks and crack a cold one. Because here's your hosts, Teak and Bainey. Hi guys, how we doing? Another episode of the Let Em Know podcast. It's me, it's the Money Badger, and as you can see, we are without our pilot, our captain. He is down and out. My boy is hurting from the holidays. He got sick. Um, hate to see it. You know, thoughts and prayers. Drop them in the chat for Teak. Um, he's not dead, but he is definitely hurting. Um, that being said, Badge. You just uh, kicked off the uh, the Money Badger segment. You made some people some money. How are we feeling about it? I'm, we're feeling good. You know, you guys hit that subscribe button. I mean, we went seven and two last week with Discord, three and two on the episode. We're rolling. You, you, Baney, I think you hit some prop bets. You were texting them to me this week. So, yeah, don't miss out on these free bets. Everything is free. And then in, I'm going to pass it off back to Baney in the words of – Captain Phillips, I'm the captain now. So, feel better. Baney's going to drop off some NyQuil and DayQuil on the porch. I'll get you some Gatorades. I hope you feel better, bud. <laughs> so, um, we don't have a mailbag this week. You know, it's the holidays. It's pretty crazy. So, um, however, we did want to kind of foreshadow into the 2024 season. You know, we're wrapping up this year. Uh, probably most leagues are having their last week of the playoffs, trying to decide who their champion's going to be. If you're in leagues with, uh, you know, worst finisher, you're probably sweating out your your punishment. Um, so that being said, we're going to talk about a couple of players real quick um, that are sliding up our draft board for 2024. Um, players that might have caught our eye or thinking might be worth going above their ADP once that releases in the offseason. So that being said, Badge, who is somebody that has really caught your eye this year? So I feel like a lot of people agree. I'm sure you guys agree. I'm sure Teak, when he watches, he'll agree. You got to mention the waiver wire hero, Puka Nakua. He is sitting at wide receiver six, and you got him off the waivers. What a steal. This guy's going to be climbing up the draft charts next year. Um, Great find by the Rams. I mean, great pickups for all those of you guys that were fortunate to get him. So, yeah, that's my first one. Puka Nakua, big shout out there. Wide receiver six. It's crazy value, man. I People spent all the fab money they had on him, and let me tell you what, it is probably the best investment they've made in fantasy in years. Um, absolute monster pickup. Um, my is going to be the old faithful, the name that's not too uh, pretty, but is proven to be very reliable. That is Amari Cooper. Um Mari Cooper was like, I don't know if he's a victim of the Dallas media. I don't know what it is, but everybody thought his career was dead when he went to Cleveland. Since he's been in Cleveland, he's posted back-to-back career uh, seasons, and this year's not over yet. Um, last year, 17 games, 78 catches, 132 targets, about 1,200 yards receiving, and nine touchdowns. This year, 15 games, uh, 72 catches, 128 targets, 1,250 yards receiving, and five touchdowns. Like I said, this year's not over, um, and he's already had his best year by far. Um, Mike, do you want to guess the quarterbacks he's done these numbers with? 
Well, uh, Joe Flacco, a big shout out to the couch potato. Got on the couch. <laughs> old dog can still ball. I hated him in Baltimore. Now I'm starting to hate him again. <laughs> so I'm having PTSD with him. Um, but of course, you've got PJ Walker, Deshaun Watson, and DTR. I mean, four different quarterbacks posting those numbers. I mean, and Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett. Said so five, five different quarterbacks. Dang, yeah, that's that's wild to me. So this guy can still play. I mean, oldie but goodie next year. So a lot of he's, value probably where you're going to get him. Yeah, and he's a guy who's only played two seasons, less than 10 games. Um, as far as, you know, it goes, he's about as consistent as it goes. But like I said, it's not a pretty name by any means. I mean, he had 50 fantasy points this week. And I feel like no group chats really lit up about it. Everybody's talking about Flacco or what – you know, somebody else like Pickens Pickens had that monster game. Everybody's blowing up talking about it, but I just feel like Cooper, uh, if you take him in a league, I'm in, you take him earlier. Uh, I'm not going to haze you about it. I think that's a great pickup. Um, I think he's going to go earlier than expected. So do you have a second option for us badge? Yes, I do. I, I, I got to go to my boy. So I know Bainey was against it, but I'm going back to the deep dives. <laughs> I got to get my boy Nico Collins a little shout out here. So sitting at wide receiver 18, he missed three games and then two without Stroud. So I feel he's going to climb up my draft chart at least. So guy, guy puts up when he has a big day, he has a big day. So I think he's going to definitely climb up some people's draft boards. What do you think, Benny? I think I gave you a hard time when you started throwing this name around at the beginning of the year. And at the time I thought it was warranted. I was like a wide receiver from Houston. I don't ugh. rookie quarterback. I don't know. And then, I mean, yeah, he is by himself probably one people weeks this year. So yeah, next year. I mean, that's not a name that's going to slide under the radar. I definitely agree. And, and I, it was a little spot. I like, I was a little worried with the rookie quarterback, but Stroud, I think he shocked us all. Yeah, um, my second pick is another wide receiver. If you guys are familiar with the channel, you're familiar with us, you know I love my wide receivers, full PPR. Um, very big proponent of zero RB builds. Um, that being said, from this rookie class, I'm going Zay Flowers. Um, Zay Flowers this year, I mean, I think he's been a wide receiver one in that offense. Next year, I think there's an even bigger case for it. Um, everybody else in that team is just by all means not fantasy relevant uh you see a couple big weeks from odell that's been great but yeah man uh another year another year with lamar another year with this new offensive coordinator he's just i mean he owns all of boston college's rookie or college records the kid is an elite route runner you saw him get some usage in the running game i am a massive Zay Flowers fan. So moving forward next year, I think I'm actually going to keep him in my keeper league. I think I drafted him round 11. So that's great value moving forward. But Badge, how are you feeling? Where, where do you think Zay is going to go next year? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, the last three out of four weeks he posted above 20 fantasy points. End of the year, that really sticks out to people. So I think he's definitely going to climb up the draft boards. A lot of teams are going with these smaller elusive receivers that seem to i saw that one catch he made he, he made like three people miss i mean i think one of them was uh, fred warner he juked the crap out of him yeah he's definitely going to be climbing up my board and probably a lot of other people's boards especially in year two with lamar jackson so that's a yeah it's going to be a good pick 
you know, he uh, he probably could even be more valuable if the Chargers would have pulled the trigger on him. But, you know, we well, see how Quentin, that's right? going. Yeah, they went with Quentin Johnson. So, but that being said, we hope we uh, got you guys thinking about 2024. You know, it's it sounds crazy, but it's right around the corner. Um, you know, Badge wasn't with us when we were doing our rookie shows and our, our preseason shows and stuff like that going up the draft. But he's here now. He's got great insight. He's been an asset to the team, especially gambling. So, you know, maybe he'll be another addition to those. We talked about Rasheed Rice. We talked about Zamir White. Those are major factors this season right now. So, you know, like I said, guys, hit the subscribe button, jump on. That being said, we're going to jump into starts. You got anything else to add before we get into the starts, Badge? No, I'm, it's, this year flew by. It's going to be exciting next year for, with you all. Awesome. Badge, you kick us off. You give us the quarterback that you cannot live without this week. Okay, so my start quarterback here. I want you to forget this past game. So I'm going Brock Purdy at Washington. So coming Brock Purdy coming off his worst game of the season by far. Don't stress it, guys. Look what he's done for you in the past. Don't stress it. Every quarterback has a bad game, bad week, everything. I mean, this was his first bad week. His first, I think he had four picks. Yeah, he first. had four. He had four yeah. and he got knocked out of the game, I think. Yeah, so when they had three, it was his first three-plus interception game of the year. In his career, actually, his first 20 starts. So he's going to bounce back this week. Don't shy away from him. Don't play off that. My number one rule is forget what you saw last week. He is a great matchup against Washington. They're allowing the most fantasy points to quarterbacks this year by far. So I wouldn't be afraid to start them. I think it's a great bounce back spot. They're looking at the Niners are going to be fired up. They're still playing for that first round bye. They got to win this week. Purdy's in line for a huge day with this matchup against the uh, Washington Commanders. So I'm starting Brock Purdy this week. Baney? You know, Badge, I usually sometimes give you some pushback. I give you a hard time. However, I'm doubling down with you. I'm backing you up. And I'm going to give you more information to back your point here. He averages so many yards after catch for a pass attempt that he has to do 70% of what the normal quarterback has to do. Like, literally, that's there's crazy stats back in that. We're not going to get into all of it. But he has to do 70% of what the normal quarterback has to do to get – what he's been giving you. So he is way above average. The, the wide receivers there, the running back, obviously McCaffrey, they're giving you so much after he get, puts the ball in their hands. So it's the old saying, put the ball in the playmaker's hands. He's got all the playmakers. It's like the infinity stones with that offense. So badge, I think he smashed it with this start. I Brock Purdy fire him up for sure. Um. That being said, I'm also picking a quarterback that really has kind of been down these last couple weeks, Dak Prescott. Um, I think you fire up Dak Prescott and you feel good about it this week. Um, I think it's going to be a big bounce back game for the entire offense. Um, Detroit secondary has a big question mark over their head right now, um, to be honest with you. They got shredded by Nick Mullins this week, 411 yards. That being said, they kind of cleaned it up with some interceptions, but I don't think they earned those interceptions as much as Mullins just kind of gave them to him. Um, but yeah, 411 yards. Uh, Dak Prescott should probably have a carving knife in his hand this week. He's going to be dicing them. Um, that being said, question for you, Badge. Do you think the Cowboys miss Zeke right now? 
Ah, yeah. That red zone offense looks yeah. terrible. Zeke's yeah. hurtling guys, diving in the end zone, looking like prime Zeke these last couple weeks. It's been crazy. It's complete role reversal with him and Pollard right now. It's crazy to see. But Yeah, I know Cowboys fans love Zeke, and then they took a lot of carries away last year with Pollard. And now Zeke's finally getting his opportunity with uh, Stevenson getting hurt. So they might be missing him a little bit. Uh, Pollard has been up and down for me. Very unreliable in the red yeah. zone, but who are you firing up at running back badge? So I'm going with you, Bainey. I'm going with your boy. I'm oh, going yeah. DeAndre Swift against the Cardinals. So last week it was nice to see um, he had 20 attempts. So it was nice to see those attempts go up. He fell in the end zone. This is a very favorable matchup against uh, the Cardinals. They're allowing a league highest of 23 fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, I would really like to see Swift's receptions go up. That's one thing, um, which I think they will. The Cardinals are allowing five receptions receptions to opposing running backs this year as well. So I think we're going to see a few catches from him, which is always good in a PPR league. So in my fantasy playoffs, DeAndre Swift, he's going to remain as a flex option for me. So I'm starting him as my flex with this matchup against the Cardinals. So I love Swift. I think he's been a great asset to the offense. Everybody here knows I'm a Birds fan. We don't need to get into it. Um, that being said, everything you said, I hope, comes to fruition. Eagles, these last two years, have been in the bottom portion of the league in passing to the running back. I think a big reason is a lot of those screens go to Goddard and uh, Smitty. But – I would love DeAndre Swift to get those receptions, those dump offs, man. He's a, he's just, I almost swore. Um, just, just a great asset to this team. He's deadly in space, but for some reason they've been sneaking Gainwell in there way more than I like to see, but you touched on the 20 touches this week. They're getting him activated. I would love to see them ride him into the playoffs. So I like this start a lot. I had him on my sits last week, but it's just because Jalen's just been such a touchdown sniper. But Swift is uh, it's a great player, man. I have no gripes with that at the flex. Yeah, that, um, that's the only thing that uh, worries me. It seems like the Eagles are always on the three and in goal line, and it goes to the brotherly shove. This dude leads the league, I swear, in most rushing attempts ended at the one-yard line. He should probably have double-digit rushing touchdowns this year. But, I mean, a couple weeks ago he tripped over Kelsey. He was down at the one. He had one. Uh, he fell out of bounds this week. So, yeah, I he's his season could be very different if we got in there. But I, I have no gripes, like I said. Uh, that being said, you've taken this running back. TK's taken this running back. It is my turn. Bijan Robinson, fire him up. Fire up Bijan Robinson. Um, played a guy who uh, unfortunately knocked me out of my money league this week. and. He left Bijan on his bench. He finally decided he, he had enough. However, I think this coaching situation in Atlanta is really the difference maker. Um, I think Arthur thought he was untouchable. I think that he thought he could run and do whatever he wanted to do. And I think we finally got some quotes now that are saying it's probable he's not going to be back next year. And I think that's going to be contingent on if this team makes the playoffs. Um, that being said, I think that that means that Bijan is going to get fired up. I think that he's going to get all the workload. So Arthur can either say, look, he's not our guy or 
he's going to prove that he is the guy. I think he's going to prove he is the guy. Um, we saw how many receptions he got. He almost had 10 catches this week. He's leading the team in touches finally. I just, uh, even though it's a tough matchup versus the Bears, I, I just think this is where we're finally going to see Bijan the workhorse and not Bijan the one play and done and bench the rest of the game. So use him for what you got him for. Get this team to the playoffs. I have a future on them to make the playoffs. Need it. And I wish Teak was here so we could talk about it. That you know, all three of our teams got a dub this week. We love talking about that when three of us hit that. But unfortunately, you know, our boys down. So like I said, drop drop your thoughts and prayers for, for Teak in the in the comments. So badge how we feel about this. Yeah, I, I'm a huge Bijan fan. Um I'm gonna speak for Teak. Um, I know he says this all the time, and he's going to agree. Um, the Falcons are a coach and a quarterback away from being a contender, I feel. I mean, this offense is loaded. This defense, these free agents they picked up, they're 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 playing stout. Um, I would love to see Bijan's touches, handoffs go up, um, a player this caliber. Um, but at least we got to see his receptions go up. They're using them there. Um, I guess we can say they're leaving some tread on his tire that are overusing him. So I'm very excited next year, especially they get a coach, even a coach. Coach yeah. and quarterback, you're a contender. If you just replace Arthur Smith, I, I don't know what he, he's doing. I mean, um, replace him, and I think they will, like Bainey touched on. Yeah, um, Bijan, just keep feeding him the rock, especially late in the season going for a playoff push for the team. He could be. He could have a big week. He's he's in line. I'm putting up almost twenty points. You know, I'm gonna say this, and I'm only saying this because Teak's not here, so I, I feel safe. But imagine if Kyle Shanahan was the play caller for this Falcons team. Imagine this. These players, Bijan, I Pitts. I mean, Drake God, London. Drake that guy's London, been making some dude. crazy catches and moves. I mean, man, and don't get me wrong. Algier's a great one-two punch. He's a thousand-yard rusher, but they are – I don't understand, man. I Like I said, play caller, it, it makes the world difference. Maybe we, we can get this team going the right direction. But that being said, what do we got for wide receiver coming out of the Badger corner? So my wide receiver, we touched on him going up my draft board. I got to toot my horn again. He was in my deep dives. I'm starting Nico Collins against the Titans. So what looks to be speculation, Stroud's going to return. I know they said it was one of the worst concussions this year, but now it's going on to three weeks now. I imagine he plays. So it's a must-win game. Great fantasy matchup against the Titans. Titans seem to be down and out, losing two games in a row. They're going to be flat-footed. Titans are allowing an average of 22 fantasy points to opposing running backs. Um, Nico found the end zone last week with that QB situation. No Stroud. Um, if Stroud comes back, I feel Nico is in line for a huge fantasy day and a matchup championship winning potential. When he goes big, he goes big and Stroud seems to love him. So I'm starting Nico Collins this week. Yeah. I, and I know better now than to argue with you about Nico Collins. Uh, <laughs> like I said, this, this guy is one people weeks single-handedly this year. So I, I have no gripes with that. Tennessee has given up monster monster games to wide receivers this year and last they haven't seemed to fix that problem i have no issues with firing up nico collins with or without cj stroud so that being said i'm gonna roll into my wide receiver this week and my wide receiver is rishi rice 
Um, I understand what we saw from this Kansas City Chiefs was not the standard Kansas City offense we've seen recently. However, Rasheed Rice is averaging nearly 10 targets a game since week 12. That is when his route run rate finally hit wide receiver one numbers. Uh, people have been begging, begging to see this guy get more time on the field. Finally getting that. We're finally seeing the production match it. Um, like I said, guys, um, some of you might be new here. You might be watching us for the first time, or you might not have seen us before draft season. We covered Rasheed Rice in depth. We really liked this kid coming out of SMU. Great wide receiver. I think he's going to have a really good career, especially paired with Mahomes. Um, I think if you're in a dynasty league and you have him, you are in good hands moving forward. That being said, he's going up against the Bengals. Bengals are a bottom 10 secondary in the league. You can ask Badge what Pickens did to them last week. And, yeah, I, I, I truly think that this could be a really good game for Rasheed Rice. So I want every part of it firing him up in DFS as well. So, Badge, how we feel? So we talk about this a lot. It's all about the targets. It seems Mahomes finally found his guy, his number one wide receiver. He's coming off 10 targets, 10, 9, 10, 9, 12. Targets are huge. Mahomes just lost to the Raiders. Um, they looked off. So I, I expect them, usually when Mahomes is off, the next week he blows up. So I expect a huge game for him, especially like Bainey mentioned, that Bengals game. Pickens went off. Uh, Rasheed Rice has just as much talent. I mean, this guy's explosive. He's Mahomes' number one receiver. Um, he trusts him. He's feeding him the ball. He's giving him targets. I expect him to come down with more receptions this week. So, yeah, Bainey, great start. No pushback there. Awesome. Awesome. So the most trickiest spot to play this year, the tight end to gauge that in fantasy has been a struggle. So badge, tell the people who are we firing up. So I'm glad you mentioned tricky. This has been a very tricky spot for me personally this year. I've been doing spot starts matchups um, throughout. If you weren't fortunate to get one of those top three, four five tight ends. Um, so this guy here, I'm starting Cole Comment against the Falcons. Sorry, Teak. I know you're not here. I hope you feel better. I don't know if you'll agree or not, but I got to start Cole Comment. Uh, Cole Comment against the Falcons. So this guy, the last four weeks, has done what he was supposed to do for the tight end position in fantasy. He went over 10 points the last four weeks. That's a win in fantasy for me, tight end spot. Um, his targets have been consistent. Fields. Loves him as a safety blanket. Atlanta's defense has been allowing eight targets to opposing tight ends all year. So I expect him to get targeted. I expect field to Fields to use him. I love these numbers, especially my fantasy playoffs and championships. So I got to start Cole Komet this week and bring those targets. Keep them going. Yeah, the target share at this position is vital. And yeah, man, I... We've said it. I feel like we've talked about Bears players a lot. We've talked about Fields a lot. Um, I've, I've been saying I think this Bears team is going to play themselves into this whole team being exactly what it is right now into 2024. Um, they seem to be putting some good things together, and Cole Komet is one of those good things consistently. Um, not much else to say. I mean, he's going to give you basically his ceiling every single week, which is, I mean, double-digit points it seems like, so. I really like Cole Komet, and if you're fortunate enough to be on the receiving end of a double-digit 
you know, red zone touchdown performance from him, then you're, you're feeling real good. So he's given you a couple of those. I like it. Yeah. Real quick, Benny, you mentioned the, uh, how the bears are finally stringing it together. Doesn't this kind of remind you of last year? How they it's did this? exactly what I, I, me and Teak, I think talked about it a little bit is it's literally exactly what they did last year. And fields finished at QB four on the year last year. He played so bad at the first six weeks, everybody forgot about it. And now it's like deja vu and, you know, DJ Moore is flirting with, you know, a thousand yard season and Komet's coming along and Fields is looking good. It's just like Eberfus is getting praise for the defense. They wanted yeah, Eberfus the fired. really stands out to me. The defense really stand out to me right now. Yeah. 2024, we're going to be having this exact same conversation about the yep. players. I'm telling you. And they're <laughs> not going to draft a quarterback. They're not going to draft a quarterback. <laughs> They're going to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. or a lineman. I'm telling you, it's history will repeat itself. But I'm firing up at tight end Trey McBride. I've said it a handful of times now, and I'm going to be true to my word. You fire up somebody who's going up against this Eagles secondary. The secondary across the board is just brutalized injuries, lack of talent, lack of speed. And the linebackers are 10 times worse, man. Um, we've lost like four guys so far. We've had like two or three different Mike t- uh, linebackers. And we ultimately just don't have the talent to hold tight ends. Um, we've seen tight ends have monster days against this team. And Trey McBride just has unlimited target share with Kyler Murray. And he's just a beast, dude. Honestly, we talked about dynasty leagues with Rasheed Rice. Trey McBride, same thing. If you got him. Hold on to him. You're going to be sitting with a top eight tight end moving forward these next couple of years. So I feel really good about Trey McBride DFS lineup specifically. You absolutely smash that button against this Eagles defense. Yeah, Baney, I couldn't agree more. Um, like you mentioned, the big thing, those Eagles linebackers, they're decimated. A lot of injuries. Um, McBride, young, young talent, great pickup by them, great draft pick. Um, yeah, you got to roll with them. If you were fortunate to get Trey McBride, you're patting yourself on the back. You're happy as can be. I wish I would have got him. I've been in a tight end frenzy all year in all my leagues. So yeah, yeah that frenzy, that frenzy gets worse, <laughs> man. Hawkinson news, uh, you know, the ACL MCL yeah. injury. I mean, those are, those are owners that are going to be scrambling this week. Um, yeah, I, it's, it's tough. Tight end has been a tough position all year so and you know what screw you badge you talking about linebackers and stuff miles jack was on the eagles this year and retired he said he was going to trade we, school he's gonna be a plumber up. We scooped and him now, up. yeah he absolutely balled out for you guys so yeah we had yeah. miles uh last year and then they didn't re-sign him so when they got him last year i was excited and then he didn't perform and then they yeah, it's a got rid of him but yeah mcbride that's a huge pickup, especially if you got them on the waivers. So I wish I did. But Mike, send us out. Send us on our merry way. So, guys, first I want to say me and Bainey both miss Teak. It's not the same without him. We hope he feels better. Teak, get better soon. We'll see you next week. Um, guys, I want to give a shout-out to our uh, partner, Underdog Fantasy. If you go there, download the app right now on your phone, use code let them know, fantasy code let them know. They will match up to $100 on your first deposit. That's huge. Free money. If it's free, it's for me. So, again, download the Fantasy Underdog app. 
put up to $100. They will match it. Use code, promo code. Let them know. Guys, we love and appreciate you. Do us a favor right now before we send it away. Go hit subscribe. You're going to get a lot of free stuff. So use that promo code. Let them know. Underdog Fantasy, we hope you had a great Christmas. Teak, feel better soon. We love you guys. Until next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Let Them Know Fantasy Football Podcast. Join our community and follow us on all socials or keep up with the episodes on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts.